take my hand. I carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then we don't need them. And these roads are never easy. Put my city on the map. For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back. Like, you can take my hand. I carry you. Hey, what's to freedom, going on, baby. gentlemen? What's up, we buddy? are back. We are back. Shot call. What's school. up? Back in the building, Zoom style. Uh, live from remote, I guess is what they call it. Um, here we are again. Uh, I know that we are going to do the series of Cavs Warriors games that we love the most. And mm -hmm. the Shot Callers crew has drawn the Christmas Day game 2016. Um, if you guys remember that game, which of course we all do, um, you had uh, big plays all over. This is introducing Kevin Durant um, into this rivalry after the Cavs just came back from the 3-1 uh, finals. Um, <clears throat> so you've got all of that. You've got Kevin Durant in, um, and you've got – a whole bunch of uh, uh, different players. Uh, you still got Stephen Clay, um, Draymond, Iguodala. You got Kevin Love, who actually played lights out this game. You know, uh, healthy Kyrie Irving. Um, this thing had all the stars, all Hall of Famers. Um, I mean, this game had it all. Uh, and it was a big fight feel uh, for a Christmas Day game. Um, I can remember, you know, this game was a 2.30 game. Um, and I remember trying to get get over to my dad's house so that we could watch it in time, and I didn't have any interruptions. So it, it was just a crazy feel to this game. It was super exciting, um, and it was one of those Christmas Day games. Um, I, I believe probably one of the best Christmas Day games I think I've ever seen um, with all, the, all the uh, – yeah. I, I think it's the best. I do too. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it was an amazing game, um, big fight feel, playoff feel, um, and you had the two. I, I would say, honestly, it was probably at that time, the three of the top five greatest players, right there with oh yeah Curry, Curry, Durant, and LeBron, um, Kyrie's top ten, you know what I mean? Clay Thompson back, Clay Thompson then I think was in your top ten talk as far as player, shooter, defender, um, you know, Draymond was at the peak of Draymond. Um, it was just a cool, cool atmosphere um, in Cleveland uh, that Christmas uh, 2016. What do you guys remember about about that atmosphere and that, that feel for that game? Well, first I think the thing that I really remember the most was this was the debut of the Kyrie 3 and the LeBron 14. This was Nike-like. Oh, yeah rolling those shoes out for the date for um, the first edition. Cause at that point in the season, Kyrie was still wearing the Kyrie two, which I honestly think is my favorite Kyrie shoe with the strap over. I was a big fan of, but LeBron was wearing the soldier 10 at that time. Um, so this was like, you know, there was, it was the out of nowhere. LeBron 14 was the debut and Kyrie wore the samurai three, which was the black one with like the red accents on it. Um, I remember that this was like the first time Adidas had like a good Christmas Jersey in a while. Yeah. Um, we were finally rid of the jerseys, as as we like to call it, oh. and um, <laughs> yeah. the, the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, it's, it's yeah. Mm -hmm. I just remember game wise, you know, Golden State was on. Both teams were on a roll going to this game. Uh, I think Golden State might have been twenty two and six or something like that. Uh, um, Golden State was twenty seven and four, and Cleveland was twenty two and six. Okay, yep, yeah, so both were rolling. And then I remember J.R. Smith was hurt, mm -hmm. and DeAndre Liggins started the game, and I was like, that's, that's weird. It, it was really weird. And it was really weird when they, they were doing the lineups, and you're like, oh, man, you know, you're looking at Golden State's lineup, and then you look at Cavaliers, and you're like, oh, you're like, oh my God, I almost forgot DeAndre Liggins started this game. <laughs> like, it was, like, it was, it was kind of nuts to see for sure. Yeah, Josh, what do you um, remember? I was in the same boat with you, Ben. Uh, you know, we go over, we go over, um, you know, Mama Carol's every every Sunday mm -hmm. uh, or every Christmas, and um, that game was at two thirty, and I think they 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 put that game on at that time on that time slot on purpose because you know two thirty is usually the time like 
you know, everybody gets up early, they open presents, they kind of lay back down, they get up, you know, and then that game's on. So it's like right there for everybody to see. And um, mm -hmm. I, I'm in the same boat with, with you guys. Uh, you know, I really wanted to see like what type of uh, stamp Kevin Durant was going to try to put on the game coming straight out of, uh, you know, leaving OKC, you know, they were down. Um, they were up 3-1 in that series, and Golden State came back and got them. Uh, and, uh, you know, Clay had that crazy game in game six, and the game seven, they closed them out. And then we mm -hmm. turned around and had literally the exact same thing happen <laughs> in, the, in the finals. So right. um, I, think, I, think, I think Kevin Durant, a lot of talk was about, you know, him coming over to the Warriors, and they were already good. Why'd he join that team? If he wins, you know, there's going to be an asterisk by his name. So I think he wanted to go out there and kind of prove, like, I'm the guy in the league. Like, I know everybody thinks LeBron's the guy, but I'm the guy, and I'm going to show you this on national television right now while everybody's watching. So uh, that's kind of what my take was going in. And then, um, you know, as we get into the game, you're going to see, like, my man straight goes in, and he, he establishes himself pretty fast <laughs> in the game. Right. Yeah, he does for sure. Uh, so when you, we go ahead, go ahead and look at this, the start of this game, um, first quarter, you know, some of my notes that I put down, um, they both teams started off with a turnover, which yeah. to me shows, you know, which to me shows that there was that it wasn't a normal feel, like it wasn't a, just a normal regular season game, like that all those guys were amped up. They knew they knew the magnitude of this game, even though it was just a regular season Christmas game. They knew the magnitude of this game. Um, I, I had my notes that it started off not only just with the turnovers, but it started off a little bit sloppy. Um, didn't have a really good flow to the beginning of the game, um, but you could you could tell that it was the atmosphere was a little bit different um, than just a regular season game. Uh, like like you said, Josh Durant kind of showed uh, his dominance early. Um, you know, we talk about the the offenses, uh, the things that they were doing. Liggins in the game, I I, I thought Liggins did a really good job um, with with guarding Steph Curry. Um, we had you know talking about how Curry had struggled on Christmas Day. Um, he started off the game slow. Um, but of course, Durant was being Kevin Durant, um, and, and he he put his stamp on this one early. Um, there were a lot of good moments from him. Um, LeBron, of course, was being LeBron, but Kevin Love was the one that was kind of keeping them rolling in the beginning. Um, with them, they were running that uh, that cool offense where they run the pick and roll with LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love is getting that pin down screen. Yeah. And he was coming off that screen, man, and he was hitting some big shots early. Uh it, and and um yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see them run their offense. Um Golden State does something similar as well, um, where they were running pin down screens, uh some for Durant, some for Clay Thompson. Um I think Curry had two shots. I think he was 0 for two in the quarter. But um uh, Overall, you could see that this game just wasn't a regular game. Kevin Durant was playing on a higher level, um, and Kevin Love kept the Cavaliers kind of uh, close to hitting some big shots there early. Yeah, it was very physical. Um, I remember it was pretty choppy. When I, go, when I went back and watched the game, that stuck out to me a lot. Obviously, Draymond has two fouls in the first two and a half minutes, one being a technical. Um, oh, yeah. A dumb Draymond thing where he runs to the other side of the court, which I wish was still a technical. I hate when players do that. Uh, yeah. I, it's frustrating. It's annoying. And it's like, um, but you know, like you said, they were, they were juiced up. They were amped. I'm sure that was emotion coming out with him. He's an expressive player. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned it. The, uh, the LeBron Kyrie pick and roll with the pen down for love was beautiful offense. It seems like that was a set. They could have ran five, six times and had different variations of what happened each time. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, the biggest like part of that quarter for me was there's that, there's that segment where LeBron gets to lay up. And he mm -hmm. falls down. And then Kevin Durant gets on the other side of the court because Golden State's got numbers. He throws down the dunk. And Kevin Love, who's the best outlet passer in the NBA. Oh, by far. Beautiful. It's like, yeah, and that, that like was like 12 seconds, but it sticks out like it was like the whole first quarter in that moment. Yep. And, and, it, and it was with – I mean, that happened with five minutes left to go in the quarter. 
But that sequence set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah, it did. I mean, that, that sequence set the tone for the rest of the game, for sure. Um, that was, well, that know, was an awesome um, sequence. You know what started that sequence, you know, and this is kind of one of those little things that people don't pay attention to, is uh, Golden State and their offense was trying to run a pick for Curry to come around and shoot a three. And Kevin Durant was supposed to go down and pick LeBron, and he missed the screen, which yeah, caused mm -hmm. LeBron to pop out. So as Clay's throwing the pass, LeBron tips it out, and uh, he goes and gets it. And, uh, you know, shoots some crazy layup where Clay kind of undercut him a little bit. I, I was thinking they might have called a foul, might not, but they let it go. And then mm -hmm. they throw the ball back down to LeBron or to uh, KD. Well, I don't know if you remember this. Um, he ended up um, catching the ball on the wing. And even though that thing went fast, like he made some move and Kevin Love was kind of standing under the basket. He kind of yoked on him a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah of course, Kevin. Some, yeah. Like, so, like, as, as he's standing there, Kevin Love kind of don't even flinch. He grabs the ball and takes it out of the bound and just flings it down to LeBron, who just got back up. And I'm like, that's kind of mm -hmm. one of those things where, like, you know, if Kevin Durant would have got back on defense, not saying he would have got back there, but or if he would have stood there and, like, got his hands up in the air and deflected the pass, that might that sequence might not have happened. But that's the, that's the beauty of watching the NBA basketball. Those guys are so skilled. And they're so fast and they're so reactive to what's going on. And we've seen Kevin Love make that pass how many times? I mean, like right so on the money. Oh man, he he's perfect at that, man. He doesn't he's he does he is absolutely perfect at those outlet passes. It's unbelievable how skilled he is and how much touch he has to throw those almost eighty feet. I mean, he almost goes he almost goes the full length of the court to hit somebody right on the money. So yeah. They had absolutely. one later that season, if you remember they were playing in Washington against the Wizards. And it was like they were down three with like four seconds to go. And he yeah. hits LeBron, and LeBron hits that turnaround three to take the yeah, end of overtime. Yeah, it was the bank shot three. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. But it's he like hit him the, right on the money, dude. Perfect, right, right in the hands, like pure like Montana to Rice, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. So the quarter ends, uh, I believe the final, uh, the first quarter was 27-25. Um, the odd stat to me in that one was the Golden State was 0 for 7 from three-point range, but 11 from 12 from the free throw line in the first quarter. Um, you know, watching this Golden State team, to see them go 0 for 7 at any stretch is, is kind of crazy. Uh, but to start that game, they started 0 for, 0 for 7 uh, three-point wise uh, to end the first quarter. So... Second quarter, you're, you're yeah, into your – go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think we, we had already established that um, in that first quarter, like I said, um, Kevin Love kind of kind of set the tone for Cleveland. Uh, um, you know, he had a three, had a couple big rebounds, uh, uh, one big offensive rebound, made that great pass. But Durant was the one that came out four or five from the field, mm -hmm. you know, six to six from the free throw line, uh, 12 points and uh, set his dominance early. And, and, I mean, we were looking at that like, man, Durant might put 50 up today, like yeah. the way he came out in that quarter. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. start of the second quarter. But, like, what I was going to say before we move on is, like, ahead, you know, with those games, obviously we knew the intensity is up, the rivalry is up. Like, those guys are ready to go. Um, I wonder, it, We would not be doing this game justice if we didn't mention presentation because they had their three best in commentary that day, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson. And Breen oh, yeah. is obviously like the best. If Breen's calling Und an NBA underrated, game, dude. Underrated. Yeah, he's, he's the man. Like, you know, he does Knicks games, but he's not doing ESPN presentations. Um, yeah. So Mike Breen at the Garden is like, it's like Patrick Ewing at the Garden at this point now. Um, right. <laughs> you know, so it's right. like, um, you know, in that in that sequence we talked about earlier, he's like perfect. Where he's like LeBron with the layup, oh he's down. There goes Durant with the dunk and love all the way. It's like, how do you, you yeah. know, have that talent and then? Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, obviously they've known each other for a long time. Jackson played for Van Gundy's Knicks. And, like, you see, like, that interaction between them is really fun. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the three games we have on this series that we're doing, this is the team. So, like, we, like, are with these guys. They're with, the, they're with us through this whole set. And even in the other games, like, there's one point in the 2016 Game 7 or Mark Jackson's, like, I lost the game on this, like, weird play on a playoff game one time against Jeff Van Gundy. And he's, like, talks about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving hits this left-handed shot, and he's like, uh, he's like, 
man, he's like, I only took a left-handed shot one time because I was my coach, Jeff Van Gundy, told me to do it. And Jeff Van Gundy's like, did you make that shot? He's like, I did. <laughs> just like, they're so good together. There's, that's like the best. Like, I love Craig Sager. I love Marv Albert, you know, but like, no disrespect to Chris Webber and Reggie Miller. They're not the best on the commentary team. So ESPN's got to yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah, when you, when yeah. you have a, when you, when you have a chemistry with someone and you have a relationship with them already, sometimes yeah. that banter just comes natural, you know, sure. um, it, it, it'd be like, I mean, be like us just sitting down talking about a game. I mean, we know guys, we know players, we know number. I mean, I would think that, I would give it a shot for us to sit down and commentate a game together with our personalities and just to see what would happen. I feel like Ben would be laughing a lot, but, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll do it with that Lakers thing we're doing. That Lakers draft. We'll like put those teams yeah. up on two K. We'll commentate the games. Oh yeah. But, um, there you go. Yeah. I think, it, I think, I think we could do it. I mean, those guys are professionals, man. They're the best at what they do. So, um, you know, you, you look at those guys, like you said, when they're in, the, when they're in their element and they're, they're they're cranking right along man it just comes natural for them just to spit stuff out yeah absolutely um there's nothing like when somebody swings and hits a big shot and you hear that bang man bang bang! like like that 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 is big fight feel to you right there you know what i mean like like when he always hear the bang man like it's 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 awesome that was that's our that's our version of uh yes and it right yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it counts. <laughs> Count You're right, man, for sure. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, so now looking at the second quarter, um, this is when you're starting to see a lot of the subs come into the game. You're getting Iguodala. Oh, you're getting Timmy's boy, Dave West, out this mug. Yes, checking sir. In. Um, you have Channing Fry, Richard uh, Jefferson. You have Shumpert. You have Richard Jefferson. So you've got some of the, some of the subs getting into the game. Um, some of my notes for for the second quarter. Uh, I believe Clay Thompson gets hot. He hits two back to back threes. Um, you hit, you see Channing Fry hit some big threes. Um, Draymond picks up his third foul, which is huge uh, here in the third quarter. Um, and then in the middle of the quarter, the Cavs have a really cold stretch um, where where they can't buy a bucket. They can't buy a bucket. Um, the Warriors' offense moves from the pick pick and roll to out of the post. Um, David West, very underrated out of the post passer. Um, so they start to move their offense through him out of the post. Um, and he's he's hitting people on different spots. Um, I believe Curry hits finally hits a three. Um, you've got some other uh, you've got a dry spell by the Cavs. Um, and then you have some big possessions there in the middle uh, with Shumpert um, and Love and Kyrie hitting big shots there to kind of bring the momentum back. Um, but it was kind of ebb and flow. Um, it was a good quarter uh, by Clay Thompson. I think he finished the half right there with 13 and Durant with 17. Uh, Love had 14 and LeBron had 11 and 10. But the, the second quarter uh, had to, had a good feel to it. Cavs start off cold, but uh, wind up hitting some big shots in the end to pull it back within three. Yeah, I think the biggest – there's two big plays for the Cavs that really jump out to me in this quarter. Uh, the first one is there's, like, the fast break where LeBron dishes to Love, who dishes to Kyrie. And somehow LeBron cuts through and gets to – the and, like, Kyrie drives to the lane, and there's LeBron just sitting there waiting for the drop-off to put the layup in. And that oh, cuts yeah. – yeah, that cuts the lead to like two. Um, obviously, Durant comes down, hits that super long three, put it at five. And yeah. then right before the half, Zaza is like putting the shot up. And as Chris Weber says, defense is closer than it appears because LeBron has that disgusting block on Pachulia right before the half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, he threw that thing into, <laughs> yeah, into like, the third row. Zaza, you got to watch some Tiago splitter tape. You, you got to know what happens when you try to go to yeah. go with LeBron at the rim. Like, <laughs> that's crazy, Josh. Yeah, what was your um, comments there, second quarter. So one one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about, I don't think that they get enough credit. We know the game was close going into the half, but 
Golden State's second unit, man, like when they're on the floor. And, and yeah. I mean, you think about these guys, you got Iguodala and you got Sean Livingston and you got David West and a couple other of these fellas. Ian Clark was um, big. They, Ian Clark was Ian big, Clark, yeah. they, they play very well together. And a lot of that stretch in the second quarter, um, LeBron, Kyrie, and Love were in why Golden State's second team was in, and they were building a lead. Um, mm-hmm. Just to goes how their system is and how smart they are and how unselfish they are. Those, those guys don't get a lot of minutes, but when they do play, they come in and they make their minutes count. Like, you know, we knew Iggy was, was, a, was a star in Philly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on a limb and say a superstar, but he was a star in Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we all know Livingston before he shredded his knee. I mean, he was on pace to be a pretty big-time player in the NBA. Oh, uh, David the West had some huge seasons. Yeah, yeah, David West had some huge season. And then, you know, they had some guys that were up and coming, like Looney and, and some of these other guys. Um, they, they held the game close while you let your stars rest. So um, – I was I was interested to see how this game was going to turn out because they were able to hold the quarter like that. And then, like you said, Clay again, he kind of got hot in the second quarter, hit a couple threes. Curry hit one. LeBron hit a couple threes. Um, but the thing that was, um, was most notable to me is uh, you said Kevin Love had seven points in the first quarter. He also had seven mm-hmm. points in the second quarter. Um, he only shot one shot. It was a three, and he made it. And then mm-hmm. um, he made a lot of free throws. He got fouled. And, um, you know, I always go back to watching Kevin Love play in Minnesota and just how beast he was. Um, you know, yeah, he was there was done. actually – there was a year that I thought he should have won the MVP, to be honest with you. Um, I don't remember what he finished in the voting, but he was like 20, 24 and 13 might have been his averages. Um Obviously, he didn't play on a good team, but for him to have to become the third option on a team that had two such really, really good ball handlers and scores, um, he took a lot of, of of sacrifice on that team and did a lot of things that other other guys probably well, wouldn't do. He played his role fairly well. Right. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, Kevin, that's, yeah. Uh, Kevin Love has kind of what I took from it. Yeah, Kevin Love. He had some really. Yeah, 26 and 13 in 2011-2012 season. Um, His third year in the it, league, he led the league in rebounding. Yeah. Yeah, I think people forget how much of a beast he was. Um, and, and I know that we had mentioned this kind of off off Zoom, but I know that he, you know, had the injury issues. He had some of the failures in the finals and not being able to you know, you know, didn't perform very well. And I think people forgot how good he was. And this game, this 2016 Christmas Day game, you're like, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, this this is Kevin Love. This is the guy that they were hyped about getting. Like, this is the guy that, that was uh, 26 and 13 in Minnesota. Like, this is the guy that we had been waiting for. Here's a here's a weird thing that is like well, I just looked at it and it was hard to believe just because of how time has moved so quickly. Kevin Love is in his sixth year with the Cavs, so he's already been in Cleveland as long as he was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because that, it feels like he just thing. got there, you know? Like, yeah, that's crazy. He um, you don't even think about that. There. Just to throw it out there, he finished sixth that year in the MVP voting. I knew it was up there because he had that stretch where it was like, I think, 25 straight games. I think where he was 20 and 20. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. insane. That's <laughs> that is nuts. insane. That's insane. But yeah, one, other, I mean, one thing before we get to the second half, uh, I want to touch on. Like you said, Ben, this is when like the, it, the game's like, we're done feeling each other out. We're going to do what we do. Mm-hmm. The effort in this quarter, diving for loose balls on both sides, making some plays that are, you know, saving balls from out of bounds. Like you saw like so much like emphasis and effort, just that basketball. You love to see when the ball's on the ground, guys are going for the, like just diving for it. So that was a lot of what the second quarter was. It's like, all right, we did the feel out. Let's go. We know what we're going to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, yeah, that feeling out process was over. You know how you get that. Um, it, it's kind of like a boxing match, you know, we're, we're kind of working our ways through the second, thirds and fourth rounds. 
and trying to get into the championship rounds. Um, and that's kind of how this felt. Like, the, like those guys were, were, were past the filling out process and they were starting to hit uh, big shots and make big plays. Uh, and, it, and it continued to have that playoff type atmosphere. Um, so into the end of the half, it's 55, 52, like we had talked about. Love had 14. LeBron had already had a double-double with 11 and 10 rebounds. Durant uh, had 17 and Klay Thompson with 13. Um, so to start the third quarter, um, they, uh, the Cavs start back off with their opposite pick-and-roll offense, um, pin down screens for Kevin Love. I think he starts the quarter off with a big three. Uh, Liggins is still – I have Liggins still giving Curry issues. Um, Durant – I have Durant just showing his dominance, hitting big shots. Um, and this is where you start to see um, – you know, we had mentioned that where those guys had start tried to run an offense. Durant was running the offense. They would try to run the off screen. The off screen would get cut off, and then Durant would just say, screw it. Dribble, dribble, drive, pull up, jumper, good. Like he, like, like he was just that good at that time. Like he was just continuing to make play after play. Um, so in my notes also here, I have uh, both teams um, running the pin down screens for the opposite side shooters. Uh, victories by LeBron this quarter. Um, Durant was 7-11 at uh, – 7-11 from the field with 24 points uh, and 7-7 seven, seven for 7 from the free throw line at one point. Uh, Kevin Love picks up his fourth foul with eight minutes to go in the quarter. Um, LeBron hits another big three, score 64-63. Um, Clay Thompson hits a big three. Um, two bad possessions uh, by the Cavs put the Warriors up four. Um, Curry finally starts to hit some shots. Um, he wanted, he has eight points in the quarter, or he winds up two for eight, one for five for three. Um, but, yeah, so you start to see them kind of stretch things out. I have in my notes third quarter, Tim, I know that you had mentioned this, the game starts to get a little bit more physical. Um, you, you can feel those guys uh, starting, you know, starting to bump screeners, um, starting to, to fight for loose balls. Um, and, and then the quarter ends, uh, Durant has – I think Durant had 28-10, and 10, LeBron had 27. And it finishes up 87-80 uh, at the end of three. What do you guys remember about that third quarter? Uh, a few things. Um, first off, I want to mention Tristan Thompson saving the ball, like on the end uh, when the ball's oh, went yeah. out of bounds. That's a, that's a huge play. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I think the next possession, Kyrie has that assist where he like just drops it off Tristan Thompson real quick for a dunk and that was pretty that was really nice um I think you know at this point Kyrie had like three or four games in a row where he had 10 assists coming into like he was on that streak and mm -hmm. so you kind of like in this quarter you kind of see him more of that distributing effort he wasn't he wasn't third quarter Kyrie the scorer in this circumstance um, right. I had in my notes um you know like I said like uh Clay Thompson's two big threes um, LeBron has a has a fourth three to cut the lead to two, and Draymond comes back with that right-handed dunk. Yep. And there's one there's one there's one segment in the game where Durant like forces this ISO, and just makes this like open space, this perfect open space with like one of his little amazing ball handling moves, and just gets to the rim so easily for the dunk. And mm -hmm. you just kind of like just your jaw drops because you know you're not necessarily amazed, but you're so you're still the same feel of just like unbelievable because of who he is. Right. But, um. Yeah, right I think that was one of the. Yeah, I think that was one of those plays where Curry was trying to come off a screen, uh, and he gets blocked because because he, he can't clear yeah. the screen, and then, then Durant's just like screw it, dribble dribble uh, dunk, dribble dribble jump, like like it doesn't like there's no defense for the guy, like he he's amazing. Yeah, and then there's that inbound play at the end of the third to get uh, LeBron the ball, and he get he needed, gets to the rim, gets to the line, and that was huge because mm -hmm. that cuts that the cuts lead to seven right before the third quarter. They might yep. not have a shot after that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, also, too, like the shot-making ability of Clay Thompson. Yeah, uh, I had that quick, in my note as well. Delivery. Like, like you guys know I'm a Pacers fan. So what I, you know, I, I love Reggie Miller. 
And I love watching Reggie Miller come off screens and you'd be able to get that quick release off. Like Clay Thompson and me watching that, that's what that reminded me of, of him running off a screen. I mean, he hit two big threes in the quarter like that where they ran those pin-down action baseline screens. And he just – I mean, he – I mean, just like silk, brother, silk. I mean, he was just knocking them down. So you're – he had the one – he had the one three where he kind of slid down to the corner and they kicked it to him. He got it all quick. And then you had the other three where he ran the baseline. Yeah. Yep. And came back around. And as soon as he turned around, the ball was in his hands. He just let it go. Let it go. Um, <laughs> two things, because that – the um, that that three, I was like, man, Clay Thompson's catching fire. But there was another play that I kind of laughed at uh, where Golden State was up by three. And there was uh, probably about a little under four minutes to go. And that same kind of action happened. He ball faked, and he went to the basket, and he shot like this reverse layup. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it got stuck in his hand or not, but it was almost like an air ball. And it like came yeah. back down, and he got pushed out of bounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, mm-hmm. like Clay, you, you spent so, so much time shooting them threes out there. You forgot how to um, – <laughs> You know, use the uh, the fundamentals of shooting a reverse layup out this mug and letting the ball just kind of went out. But one thing I noticed in this game, and, and I hope you guys feel the same way, is how much I miss Kevin Durant this season in the NBA. Yep, for yeah. sure. And Steph. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yep. Steph, Steph too. But I, I'm I'm more partial to KD. Um, you know, when we talk and you know we we kind of banner stuff like. KD's in my top five favorite players of all time. And yeah. it's because he can do so much. I don't know if we've ever seen an offensive player that has been gifted enough to have the repertoire that he does to score. Um, and, you know, he doesn't take a lot of shots. And I would only imagine what this guy's scoring average would be if he was a high, like a super high volume shooter. I mean, like he's got to share guy? shots. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's efficient. He's super efficient, efficient, and that's the scary part. You're talking about a guy that shoots 50, 50% from the floor as a wing. I mean, this is nuts. You yeah, know. The closest super to it's probably Tracy McGrady because, like, you, you know, Tracy McGrady was so well-known for that high dribble. He jumped, like, three or four feet in the air where people couldn't block his shot. And, like, I'm not saying McGrady's Durant by any means because I think Durant's yeah, obviously a, a better player. But – I think that's the closest you can say to it because there was like McGrady just had an unblockable shot, much like Durant. McGrady was a volume scorer, but McGrady had to be a volume scorer because, you know, he goes to Orlando, Grand Hill's hurt. He goes to yeah, Houston, yeah. Yow's hurt. So Yow's like, hurt, yeah. If you put Kevin and, Durant in those Tracy McGrady scenarios, like you're right, Josh, she might be a 38, 39 points per game scorer with the way with how efficient well, he scores. Well, think about it, especially on this Golden State team. He's sharing shots with Clay and he's sharing shots with um, Steph. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, you're looking at Harden, who's averaging like 25, 26 shots a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, KD's probably averaging four or five shots less a game than that guy is. And right. over, yeah. over over 80 games, or I mean, that's a lot of shots. And if he's shooting at a 51, 52% clip, I mean, who knows if his scoring average is up in the 30s. And the one time he did score that high, uh, he won the scoring title. I think he's won four scoring titles, if I'm not mistaken. But – he does it so efficient. It's not like he's a high volume scorer at 44%. Like his shooting percentage is always around 50. And the last couple years, he's been over 50. And that's just really hard to do as a wing. It's really hard to be a jump shooter that can get to the basket, that can shoot that well from the floor and be consistent with it all the time. Yeah. And I know the, the one thing that is cool about Kevin Durant as well. And we know all know he can score the basketball. We all know he's probably the most efficient and and uh, dominant offensive player in the league. But going back through my notes and looking at it, that guy guarded every position defensively. He guarded Kyrie. He guarded Kevin Love. At one point, he got switched on to Tristan Thompson. He guarded LeBron. I mean, he guarded every position on the floor and did it well. Like. Those guys yeah. were getting challenging shots and, and couldn't get shots when he was guarding. Like, the shot that Kyrie made over him, like, like those shots, I mean, that's just Kyrie's just a God-gifted shooter athlete. Yeah. But other than that, like, like 
the way Kevin Durant played defense, I think his defense is so underrated. Uh, he he, you could tell he was taking pride in his defense and being able to switch and guard every position. So not only is he an efficient scorer, and not only can he get a shot when he wants to, he can also play um, uh, all all pro defense. You know what I mean? So it, it's he's just he's a rare breed, man. He's a rare breed for sure. So yeah. yeah. So you so you said Ben, we we close out the quarter, eighty-seven, eighty. Uh, yep. Golden State's kind of kind of pulled away a little bit. Not the normal third quarter run that we're used to seeing, but I mean they're they're playing somebody who they just played in the finals. They know each other very well. So going into the fourth quarter, it seemed like Golden State kind of was about to maybe pull away from this in this game and maybe not even make it a contest at all. And then the fourth yeah. quarter comes. So <laughs> and that continues in the fourth because. Uh, it, it starts off 11 minutes. The the Cavs go down 89 to 90. Um, they have uh, they start off cold again in the fourth. They have another turnover, and then Durant gets an eight and one and makes it 92 to 80. Durant now has 30 points, 10 of 17 from the field, nine and nine from nine for nine from the free throw line, uh, with 10 minutes left to go in the game. Uh, I have the Cavs miss another shot. Durant pull up again, makes it 94-80. So Durant here is imposing his will and trying to step on their neck and trying to shut this game out. Um, so and my guy comes her in. I was going to say, something right. happened right at, right at that 94 right. to 80. Sam, I'm going to let right. you go ahead and talk about it. Go ahead, Tim. You, you, yeah, you, you let them know what happened. You know what I mean? So T. Luke comes out of the timeout, and he's like, all right, our Jeff, we need you here. Come mm-hmm. Come put your stamp on this game. And Richard Jefferson comes down and throws a sweet dunk on Kevin Durant. Looks him a little in the face, says, what's up? I'm here. I'm 36. I just dunked on you. You know? And gets, what's a bull up? Crap turn- and gets a bullcrap technical. Van Gundy is amazing. That might have been one of the worst technicals I think I've ever seen. Van Gundy's amazing there. He's like, he's 36. Yes, he, he let him dunk. <laughs> you know what was yeah. impressive about that dunk? No, that was the most impressive thing to me about the dunk. Is that um, handed, and he and elevated like that and dunked on him left-handed. And that's yeah. that's kind of hard mm-hmm. to do, man. I mean, I know those guys are usually pretty good at using both hands, but like in a high traffic situation like that, and you come through the lane and you're able to, you know, dribble drive left and then keep the ball in that hand and raise up. And be able to hold it and, and dunk. I mean, it was it was pretty, and it looked it looked nasty too because he did it left handed, and he kind of yeah. like cocked it back behind his head when he did it. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Ugh. Okay. I really hate when people do the whole like, you guys don't know that this guy was so good at basketball. Like I saw Chris Broussard on his like Instagram channel this week had a thing. I was like, you guys don't understand how good Dr. J was at basketball. And I'm like, wait, that's the wrong answer. But like. <laughs> Like, Richard Jefferson is kind of my, like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, not you guys, obviously, I know you do, but Richard Jefferson was in Nike commercials. That's how big he was for a minute. Like, he and Vince Carter were doing Nike commercials together. Well, it's funny you say that because my second favorite player of all time is Jason Kidd. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if you remember the little stint that they had in New Jersey together. Oh, very much do. uh, Kidd Kidd and, uh, you know, RJ and 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 Kenny Martin. Martin. Kerry Kittles, Kid, Kid, Van Horn, and the, you know, um, Tom McCullough. They was, was just. Joke, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, the best, what I was that was Lob was City saying. before Lob City, though. If y'all that's, remember well, that's correctly, what, boy. That's what I was about to say. Is uh, my phone kind of fell on me here for a second. Josh has got um, the, the game on his iPad while we're talking about this. That's respect. That's that's um, real. That's real game film right there. The um, you guys don't know how fun it was to watch that team play, and uh, I actually got an opportunity when I was working up in New Jersey. Um, they they asked me to come up and help, and they were like, "What's my price?" And I said, "Do you really want to know my price?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "Tickets to the finals." So um, I actually got to go to <laughs> I actually got to go to the uh, the first game in New Jersey when they played the Lakers. Um, obviously, Ooh. that series was Ooh. That, se- that series was not fun to watch as a Nets fan. But um, needless to say, 
uh, it was really cool to say I had the experience to go to a finals sure. game. But, you know, that was, um, that was Shaq and Kobe. So, yeah. um, you know, at that moment, um, they were best at that time. But that whole season, watching Jason Kidd throw alley-oops to Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson was insane. And Kenya Martin, too, by the way. It was insane. Like you said, yeah. Ben, they was the first lob city. No doubt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because it would be crazy because Kid, Kid would do that old, like, Gary Payton and just throw it up, not looking. And one of them dudes would just come and get it. Like, it, like they were legit. Like, they were a fun team to watch uh, in that era right there. They were a and, lot of fun to watch. And they all fist fought each other all the time. Can you remember yeah. he, like, he made fun of Alonzo Mourning for having kidney disease? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, so we had the back then, man. It was rugged. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was rough in them streets, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so we – we had the Richard Jefferson dunk, which makes it 94-82 with nine minutes left to go. I have in my notes how Durant finally misses a shot. <laughs> I'm like, like, the guy was so on point. Like, I was like, man, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's huge, him missing a shot. A uh, big turnover by Golden State. Um, uh, I had Draymond, man. He did not have a good fourth quarter. Like, his – he had three huge – now, he made some plays. I mean, he did what Draymond does. He had a big dunk. He had a steal. But, man, he had three big turnovers in this game. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that um, before we got on here about – if you really think about it, it's the first time his name's kind of really been brought up since the technical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he yeah, he he had three big turnovers in the, in the quarter. Um, like I said, big three by Kyrie with seven minutes to go. Made it 95-87. Another turnover by Golden State. Uh, Kyrie crossover um, with a basket. Clay misses 95-89. During this time, the, between seven minutes, uh, a little bit under uh, eight minutes with seven-something to go, uh, and six minutes, Kevin Durant is on the bench. So when we talked about how did the Cavaliers climb back in this game, you remember how the quarter started, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, start off with an and one and two big buckets and put him up 14. He went off the floor, and you could see Kyrie gets a score. There's a turnover by Draymond. Uh, Jefferson hits a three, uh, makes it 95-91. Kyrie, another three, makes it 97-94. Then another turnover by Draymond. Durant doesn't get back into the game until five minutes and 48 seconds left to go. Curry misses another three with five minutes to go. He is now two for nine from the field. Uh, Durant misses um, uh, misses a misses a shot, but it, I guess he has an and one or not an and one, but a foul shot. Um, yeah, big shot by LeBron. Like it's it's crazy how those things start to go in a sequence. But it all started when Durant was on the bench. That's when we were talk, talking about when that when that key started to turn. Because Durant got him up, took a rest, and then the Cavs started rolling without Durant on the floor. I remember feeling like I thought the Cavs were going to win when Amon Shumpert had struggled the whole game. And in the fourth quarter, like four minutes ago, he hits a three to bring him within one. And I was like, okay, Cleveland's, Cleveland's going to win this game. Like, yep. Amon Shumpert hits that shot. You're like, all right, they, this is, you know. Uh, made it, yeah, made it 99-97, I think is what it was. Yep. Yeah, and obviously. But then, like, you have a, then you have the second Richard Jefferson dunk. Yeah, <laughs> when he dumps on Clay Thompson, puts it a poster. When he gets Clay, yep. yep. But that time he acted more than he did with the taunting, and they didn't do anything. I guess they were like, yep. "All right, he is thirty-six. Let's just right." They must know. have heard Van Gundy over there. <laughs> Give I mean, it's props. pretty close. But yeah, when Jefferson dunks on Clay, it's like I don't know if you guys have ever seen a game at the Q. Well, I guess it's Rack and Mortgage Arena now. But the way that it's built for like the crowd goes like vert like like, like this up. So, mm-hmm. like, the noise travels from the bottom to the top. So, yeah. like, I went there and I saw them play the Bucks, And it was, like, LeBron and Giannis. And they just went at it. And, like, you're in that and you feel it just because the lower bowl, like, carries the energy up for you. And so, like, when you see, like, Jefferson's dunk, it almost has, like, the wave, but, like, not douchey like it is at soccer games. Where right. It's, like, instead of it going around the arena, it starts in the front row. And you see everyone, like, go like this and, up. like – 
So it was pretty cool. Like, um, it's one of those needs. Like, the the crowd was incredible in this game, and I think they were definitely a big part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. So good. Good job. I was gonna say one of the thing I noticed about about this quarter, and um, it kind of shows his elusiveness and 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 the skilled ball handling that we. I don't know if we talked about this before, but like. I think we might be able to go on record to say that Kyrie might be the greatest ball handler that I've ever seen in the NBA. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he put on a a spectacular ball handling display in this quarter to get himself into spots where he could get shots off. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Kyrie took the quarter over. Um, I know in my notes, I got Kyrie had 14 points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. yeah. on uh, mm-hmm. six of 11 shooting. Dude, 14 points in the fourth quarter kind of establishes a dominance when you say, all right, we need to get some buckets. And you already, you already know what uh, Uncle Drew's motto is, oh, I get buckets. So, no doubt about it. I kind of feel like he kind of went in that mode, man. And and the shots that he hit. Oh, the one over Duran and the ISO, like. Yeah, oh, they, weren't just, they weren't just shots that – they weren't just shots that he was shooting to, like, keep the game going. Like, they were in big spots. Like, they were. A three – a three, like the game's starting to get away a little bit. Let me drive to the basket and get us within, you know, two. Um, it, it, it was crazy where he was, was picking spots to hit shots at. And then, um, Tim, I know you had, had – um, you know, you're really good at picking stuff out like this. Like, Ky- the, the offense was going through Kyrie so much that um, there was a point in the game where it was uh, 103-99. And uh, Kyrie was kind of posted up on the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And um, if you look how he got the ball, um, he kind of got himself stuck a little bit to where he couldn't get anywhere. And then all of a sudden you see him make this pass. And you're like, where the heck is he passing the ball to? And all of a sudden you see LeBron. Yeah, just throws it down. And I'm like, that was a monster dunk. Yeah, monster dunk, puts him down two. And at this point, there's only like two, two and a half minutes left. And and, um, that's that's when – and then that's when the shot comes in with where he shoots over Kevin Durant to tie the game up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he makes another he makes another pass to LeBron, and that's the dunk you're talking about. LeBron had two dunks off of Kyrie this, but he makes the second pass where LeBron shakes the rim. And I said that might be the um, the dunk where I've ever seen LeBron put the most exclamation point on. You know, at that point, I think Golden State goes on a little bit of a run again and pushes the lead out. And then I'm like, Golden State's going to win the game. Like, Cleveland can't come back. Yeah. Well, there's two, like, yeah, there's that stretch. Um, there's a one point in the fourth quarter, too, where Kyrie has, like, he forces that loose ball foul and gets that, like, he tracks the ball down and gets the layup. And you're just like, I think we always yeah. talk about, like, his elusive, the fact he can shoot, the fact he can score so well. I feel like anytime we talk about Kyrie Irving, we never are like, oh yeah, he's also really fast. You know, like yeah. it's like he does yeah. all these things, which are true, but it's like he's also very fast with the ball in his hand. Yeah, absolutely. He's not like De'Aaron absolutely. Fox fast, but he's still fast. You know, but he's he's pretty freaking quick with the ball in his hands for yeah. sure. I'm re- I'm rewatching yeah. I'm rewatching that play where he drove baseline and and threw the ball to LeBron, slash into the basket, coming through the lane. Man, that's that's just nasty. Yeah. This yeah. Is, okay. So this is what this is a Ty Lue complaint I have. Actually, I'm glad you brought this up, Josh. I've been thinking about this. I thought about this for like all three years to give us a coach and play with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he use LeBron more as a cutter? Like, I'm sorry. If he, LeBron's going to the rim and he's going to cock it back, no one's touching the ball. Like, no one's getting it yeah. out of his hands. But he never used him as a cutter. It drove me crazy. Like, no. It's like, all right, just yeah, post yeah, up. Use your turnaround fade, which LeBron's turnaround fade away for where he is now compared to like, you know, his first year in Miami is unbelievable right. how much it improved. But, like, yeah, I'm fine with him using that. But it's like, that guy, if I was – obviously, he'd probably get me fired because that's what he does to coaches. But if I, <laughs> if I, if I was coaching LeBron – That's what would, I do. <laughs> he, I would be using him as a cutter on probably three of every five sets. Like, you're getting to the rim because you're either going to dish it out to the guy in the corner or you're going to have the rim yeah. to yourself. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of times when – um when they have him running the offense, I think that's why they do that because him 
coming down from the top of the key, trying to make moves and do different things. That's when he's most dangerous. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think a lot of times that's, that's when he's running that point guard position and he's able to get ahead of steam or he's able to come off a pick and get downhill. I mean, that definitely makes him super dangerous. Um, I almost feel like I almost feel like watching after watching this game again that if Cleveland would have ran their offense through Kyrie Irving, um, not not necessarily shooting the ball, but I feel like Kyrie in this game showed me that when he's a facilitator and LeBron doesn't have the ball all the time, it makes Le- – like you said, Tim, it was the gasket and miss, and you got LeBron coming to the basket. Like, he's probably catching everything that comes off the rim, every yeah. single thing. And – like you said in this game, Kyrie had 10 assists, and you said it was a stretch where he had 10 assists, what, three games in a row? Three or four, or, yeah. Yeah. So that shows me that that offense would work like that with him having, you know, 10 assists, LeBron having, you know, five or six assists, or probably staying right around his average of seven um, to eight assists. And um, the ball just moved different when they were playing like that. I mean, like you said, Kevin Love was popping to the basket. Tristan Thompson was picking and rolling and popping to the basket. Channing Fry. I mean, Cleveland had a lot of dunks in this game. A lot of yeah. dunks. I'd be like, it'd be crazy to go back and try to count and see the amount of dunks. But, um, you know, after all that stuff happened and the game got tied, um, you know, the guy that we, again, haven't really talked about on the other side was Steph Curry. He came down and hit a huge three with like a mm-hmm. minute and 15 left that put oh, yeah. Golden State up three. And at that point, I was like, you're up three with a minute and 15. And as you, if you just trade baskets the rest of the game, like, that's a wrap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Steph hit that it's, – it's crazy because Steph hits that three, which, of course, is their last bucket with a minute and 14 left to go in the game. So, you have that play where Kyrie uh, Kyrie tips a ball. That's, that's an off shot, tips a ball. LeBron dives on the floor, saves the ball to Kyrie, a hustle play. Um, and drives to the basket, uh, makes a big score, makes a 108-107. Um, and then Golden State comes down and gets a shot clock violation. Of all things, a shot clock violation. like that's On a crazy. made three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. right. On a made three by, by Clay in the corner. Yeah, because yes. Cleveland, Cleveland plays really good defense there. He just hits yes, the shot. You know, it's, it's like. And they get a shot clock violation, which is nuts. Um. Yeah, great job. I had a great job by Rifford Jefferson on that, on, on Durant on that play. Um, yeah, they run the down screen and they run a switch with LeBron. Of course, then Kyrie is on the other side with Clay, does what he does. It's that big shot over Clay Thompson, which was, once again, I look at that shot. I've looked at that shot probably about 10 times, and the mere physics of him shooting it, getting over Clay's hand, is just unbelievable on how he's able to make that shot and, and create space with his body to be able to spin and get back and hit that shot over Clay is, is, it was crazy. And that shot falls with 3.4 seconds to go in the game. It puts him up one. Yeah, like – I just Josh... watched the again, and, and I, can't, I can't figure out how he got the shot off still. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean – he does a great job of creating space, but Kyrie's only six three. I mean, I, I think Clay Thompson's six seven. Yeah, I try to think like with Kyrie, like how many guys in NBA history were as good at using both their hands the way Kyrie was, you know? Like it's not yeah. a, not a long list. Yeah, I mean, just sheer shot making ability with both hands is is and being able to use both of them. It's You'll be hard pressed to find, really. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, there's a few, but not many. Not Kobe, many. MJ. Yeah. Hey, I just uh, want to, I just want to touch on this real quick. That you know, Kyrie, he didn't play much at Duke. Um, you know, he had got hurt with the foot injury. Um, he had no I business saw playing college special ball. there when he was on the floor. Right. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It was too easy. It was way too easy for him. I mean. For him to be in college games putting up 30-plus, I mean, <laughs> right. it was nuts. It was absolutely yeah. nuts to watch him play. That's, that's mm-hmm. one of those guys that, like, UK fans hate because he was down to Duke and Kentucky. 
And he picked Duke. Yeah. Which I don't know why they hate him. He only played nine games. Right. Or something like like and then he went straight to the NBA. So I mean I uh, love there's that clip at like um Team USA camp when Kyrie and Kobe are talking about playing one on one. And like they're going back and forth on why they'd beat each other and Kyrie's like I played in college, and Coach Kobe's like, you played, like, four games. Crazy. Further, Josh kind of made that point earlier. Kyrie in the quarter at 14 points. This is, like, yeah. in game, you know, so we just talked about, you know, game seven, 2016 finals, you know, the block, the shot, the stop. In the mm-hmm. third quarter of that game, he had 12, and he was, like, he had this like this one circus layup that we talk about if you listen to the episode where he like yeah. drives the baseline and Draymond puts his hands up and he somehow like just throws it like kind of like a like a, a weird like smaller Kareem hook shot and it bounces off the corner of the backboard and into the rim and it's like I don't know how many people can do that. I don't think many yeah. maybe just him, you know? Yeah, it's it's pretty special to be able to do what he's able to do with the with the basketball. Um, and his shot, like we talked about, his shot making ability is just, it's just unreal. The way he's able to get to his spots, uh, the way he's able to finish, probably one of the one of the best finishers in our league. Um, like he he's he's amazing. He's the he's best amazing. under the rim finisher I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yes. tough um, for sure. I want to throw a weird a weird. A week by one. So Tristan Thompson didn't play in the fourth quarter at all. And um, never noticed that. And Amon Shumpert and Richard Jefferson both played the whole quarter with Kyrie. Yeah. Hmm. Dang. I yeah, you're right, Tim. I I, I did not notice that at all. Hmm. It makes sense because Golden State was playing that small ball death lineup forever. Yep. Love. Kevin Kevin Love played eleven minutes and 57 seconds and LeBron played seven minutes and 33 which LeBron I think um, at this time and I think Kevin Love went out at Kevin Love went out at the end of the game so that's where his three seconds went out but on um, the inbound for Golden State about that because we talked about Richard Jefferson's defense and we already know Shump yeah, we already knew Shump when he was with the Knicks. Like that was basically his thing. Like he was all he was a prime defender. Um, Kyrie plus eight, LeBron James plus nine, Kevin Love plus eight, Liggins when he was on the floor minus one, uh, Shumpert and Jefferson plus eight. Like whatever Ty, whatever Ty Lue saw, and what, what the the um, the adjustments he made to keep those two guys in the game, it obviously paid off in the end. And a lot of it had to do with, like we said, Kevin Durant was two of nine in the fourth quarter and um, was minus three. If Kevin Durant plays anywhere near like he played the rest of the game, that's an easy win for Golden State. Or if he even hits one more shot, that's an easy game. So I think what, yeah. what I saw in that quarter was that I think Kevin Durant might have tired out a little bit. Um, you know, he, he exerted so much in the beginning of the game. But I also – what I saw in this game, and I didn't, I didn't pick up on it first. What I seen them do with the offense, because we all know that when Golden State runs their offense, it's really hard to defend. But what we also saw was, if Golden State's offense can't run, get the ball to KD, and KD can do whatever he wants. Fast forward right. that to the fi- fast forward that to the finals in 2017, and I think this game set up. Golden State's attack in the finals on how they were going to play Cleveland. And I think that's what caused such a mismatch in that finals run when they, because I think they won in five, right? They did. But even before that, if you go forward a couple weeks, they play on Martin Luther King Day and Golden State wins by like 33. Yeah. I think that, that what we saw, like Kevin, they were still trying to figure out Kevin Durant in the offense, how to run our offense and get Kevin Durant touches. But I think by the time it got to the finals, they were like, hey, man, just give Kevin the ball and let him do what he does because uh, that's pretty much all we need to do at this point. And right. uh, it happened. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about because you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. 
I mean, that's that's crazy, you know, that that you have that situation where it's like, okay, Clay can get hot at any time. Of course, Steph is Steph. Um, but then you have the greatest offensive player in the world on your team as well. Question. So I know I know Kevin Durant's gone and he's in Brooklyn and Kyrie's in Brooklyn. When those two years that he was in Golden State, have we ever in the history of basketball ever seen a more potent shooting lineup than those three guys on the floor? Nope, and I don't think we ever will either. Oh, no way. Yeah, no way. Like I, yeah, I those, those, yeah, those three together. No, yeah, no. Go ahead, Tim. I just don't know if like I don't know if anyone's close to it. That's the crazy thing. Like, there's no like, eh, you know, you can throw in like the Drexler, like days with the Rockets, or just like there's no one that's close to what those guys did. You know, like I can't think of a single lineup that I would be like, you know, they're similar because none of them are. Like, like, the Heat didn't do what they did. The Heat didn't shoot like they did, you know? Like, the Lakers of Kobe and Shaq, they ran oops. They, like, the way they ran their offense was totally different. Even the MJ's Bulls, like, they didn't do that. They had Kerr. They had Kukoc off the bench, yes. But those guys weren't potent, like, those three by any means. Yeah. You, don't think the Bull, you don't think the Bulls could have ran out on the floor with uh, Paxson and Hodges and uh, somebody <laughs> else? <laughs> no, I think that Golden State team was by far the most gifted scoring team we will ever see in basketball. I agree. With yeah, that. It, it was sick. It was yeah, sick, and I, I, and, I and I like I said, I think that game kind of set up the rest of the season for Golden State. Um, you know, I think they already knew they were going to see Cleveland in the finals. I mean, yeah. it was pretty much already known. So that was like round what three, and then they played again the next year. So I mean, has there ever been a stretch where we got to watch two teams play each other in the finals four years in a row? There's never been one before that was even three years in a row. Like the Lakers, right. that's what that was my whole point. I wanted to do this like segment, this series of pods, was because, you know, the Lakers and Celtics have played in championships for decades. Like they played each mm-hmm. other, you know, so many times, but they never played three years in a row. Like, right. you know, so this was the first time we really saw it in any major sport. Like I know the Buffalo Bills made four straight Super Bowls, but they played three, three or four different teams. I think they played the Cowboys twice. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys would know better than I would. But like. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they, yeah, they played the Cowboys twice. twice. <laughs> Cowboys twice. Yeah, the Cowboys Giants. twice. Giants. Redskins, Giants. And the Redskins. Dude, that's crazy. Every time they played the NFC East, I never even thought of that. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like wow. the Yankees The Yankees had those World Series runs. They played the Braves once, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks. And um, there was someone else in there. But, yeah, they never played the same team twice either. So, like, yeah, like – this was it. The closest we had was ninety was ninety seven and ninety eight with the Bulls and the Jazz. Yeah, that was it. That's crazy to think about. Well, I guess the that's Spurs a, and the Heat, but you know, I guess that's big props though to LeBron as well. Though, I mean, getting that team to the finals four years in a row—that's that, that, a that's a feat, man. That's what's I, know, so funny. I know he only won one. I know he only won one, but that's a feat. So LeBron's lost six NBA finals. He's lost to two teams. Oh yeah. yeah. The Spurs, the Spurs and the Warriors. Yeah. And the Warriors. So two we don't pretty really, good well, two pretty good teams and two pretty good franchises. And, well then yeah. I guess if you want to Oh the Mavs, yeah. I forgot still, about the Mavs. You got nine you got six losses to three teams. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Well, gentlemen, well, fellas. this, yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, like I said, this this Christmas Day game, uh, arguably the best Christmas Day game I think we've ever seen uh, that there's ever been. Um, this Cavs Warriors series, um, the star power, um, the playmaking ability. Uh, you know, you, you're you're going to be hard pressed to have this many future Hall of Famers on the floor at one time um, after so many different things of, of, you know, the Cavs coming back from 3-1 and championship, the adding of Kevin Durant. You had so many things that made this game special. Um, and and uh, every minute of it was was uh, was fun to watch. Um, it was fun to go back and watch again for this episode. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun, man. I, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, we got one more game after this too. Yes. Yep. So make sure you guys check it out um, on the 48 minutes. Make sure you check out our socials at 48 minutes uh, at 48 minutes in the N E T W R K. That's that right. N E T W R K. No E, no vowels. 48 minutes network without the vowels. Yeah, there you go. NTWRK. There we go. All right. Make sure you check us out on all the socials. Uh, make sure you give us five star reviews. Um, Tim, what we five got? Five stars. Up on the, on the, Come on, man. Five stars. Five star reviews. What we got coming up on the network, brother? All right. So we got a couple fun projects I'm really excited for. So we have the last part of this series uh, that'll be coming out this mm-hmm. week. It's uh, 2018 Finals Game One. So LeBron's 51 8 and 8. And of course, the infamous. The JR. The JR. Oh, oh, oh. Too much any. Oh. Um, I thought we was winning. <laughs> and then uh, we are putting together, because we're trying to get ready for the season to start back up. So we're going to do some different things. But as a network, we're going to do our Lakers 2K draft. And it's going to be a lot of fun because instead of it just being like, hey, you get two time MVP Carl Malone when you draft him because he played for the Lakers. No, you get 40 year old number 11 Carl Malone. Or so we're going to mess around with that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to actually have it all five of us on the Zoom. So. I haven't even – we haven't put the draft order together yet. We're not going to do it till we record the episode so everyone can see where they're picking. I'm giving everyone their roster – giving everyone the roster sheets this week with the, with the talent poll. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll display the rules then. I will tell you there's a very fun Kobe rule. I will, this is a spoiler. Oh, if you yeah. draft Kobe Bryant in the Laker draft, you get to choose number eight or 24. But once one's Absolutely. chosen, the other is not in the draft anymore. So it's going to be yep. a lot of fun. I'm really excited to do that. Everyone who knows me knows how much I love fantasy sports drafts. So to do one strictly on one team is insane, but they've had so much talent in their history that it's like the only team you really could do it for. Absolutely. Well, I got to make sure. Yankees. Got to make sure the night we do the draft, I got to. Um, I'm going to head out to LA and probably um, do my draft in front of the forum. So. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to see. I'm out here in Golden. I'm out here in Golden State right now. It's sunny and cloudy <laughs> all at the same time. So. <laughs> I like it. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you guys once again. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, this game was a lot of fun. And um, make sure you check us out on the socials. Make sure you guys check us out. Five-star review. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. The NBA is back. We're super excited. Uh, and you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. See you, boys. Peace.